hey, y'all, life's going to get crazy. So you better knuckle up and grab that mf by the throat and get in its face real close. You will all live long enough to witness the horror and the end of everything. And you will be left to wander the devastated planet alone. Permanently and cosmically alone. Ah, it's another episode of That Strange Show. Let's not forget this episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Get deadly.com. Also, if you miss any of the past episodes, or if this is your first time here, hit that subscribe slash follow and never miss a drop ever again. Mm-hmm. What's up? Much. <laughs> What's up, you? Hey, man. I'm just chilling, hanging out. Oh, I So, yeah, episode uh, 206. And we're back. Uh, I know we were on a hiatus for a while. And then we dropped, I think, one episode or two. Something like that. And then we took another month off. Uh, well, everyone's got stuff happening. If stuff happens, people yeah. have lives. Yeah, lives. And I was in the hospital. Won't get to, into too too many details, but uh, doing better now. That's good. You're doing better. Doing better, love. But uh, it was looking pretty bad for for a second there. But Well... I mean, you're still, I mean, I know it's obviously a scary situation to be in, but you're still a younger guy, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I had no doubt in my mind that yeah. uh, you'd be good. Bounce, um, bouncing back. Right. Yeah, just take some time and whatever. Yeah. But, getting uh, old sucks. Just letting, letting all the listeners know, getting old sucks. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I hit, my, I hit the 40 in November, and then it's just been like, life's been coming at me fast and Furious. super hard. Okay. Um, try being uh, seven years older than that currently, uh-huh. if not eight years in November. Myself. Ooh. Happy, yeah. happy birthday. In November. Yeah, I'm saying happy hopefully birthday. Hopefully I get there. Hopefully I get there. You will. We'll all get there. I'm saying hopefully, but I kind of wish I wouldn't. No, shut up. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying. I just wish that it wouldn't turn 48. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were saying, you know. No, no, no. I'm saying like I just don't want to get any older. Uh, like, right. It would be a good number because it's it's even numbers. Uh, you want to you want to do the Walt Disney thing and like freeze freeze your junk? Yes, freeze your, freeze your junk. <laughs> so they could put it on like a svelte like nanobot body in like yeah. fifty years. Sure, right? 50. that's what I'm thinking. I was talking to my kid today because he's like, "Oh, when do you think I'm gonna go bald?" I'm like, "Dude, you're." Fucking 14. Why are you talking about going bald? I'm like, by the time you're bald, they're going to have nanobots that are going to project like any type of hairdo you want that day. (laughs) He's going to go bald? Like, is there any inkling that he may go bald? Listen, if you take a, I'm 40 and you Mm -hmm. see, you see my fucking, my hair, it's fucking luxurious. So so you got nothing to worry about, bro. You're good. My dad was a cue ball my whole life. So I knew it was coming. Yeah, nah, because I, I had a buddy that went bald in high school. I was starting. Yeah. Yeah, so. there's, a, there's some pictures I can show you where you can definitely see through the hair like in high school. Yeah, but you look like a tough guy. Now. The, the bald. The Back bald. then I didn't. I looked like a girl who was going bald. <laughs> You're like, I'm bald. I'm bald. I'm 12. You little head. The fuck out of here, kid.
Are we gonna sing along? I yes, think, of I course! I wanna put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanna put on are here to prevent the apocalypse. Your family has been chosen to make a horrible decision. If you fail to choose, the world will end. Save your family or save humanity. Make the choice. Knock at the Cabin is a 2023 American apocalyptic psychological horror film written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, who wrote the screenplay from an initial draft by Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman. It is based on the 2018 novel The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul G. Tremblay. The first adaptation of one of his works was this movie. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, well, synopsis. So while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. While watching Grasshoppers, she is approached by a stranger named Leonard. Initially friendly, he explains that he needs Wen and her parents uh, to help save the world. However... Wen becomes suspicious when three other people appear with makeshift weapons. Wen flees to warn Eric and Andrew, but the visitors break into the cabin and tie them up. With Eric sustaining a concussion, Leonard and his companions claim that they have never met before this day and have no intention of harming the family. However, in the past week they have been driven by visions and an unknown force to find the family as they are predicting an impending apocalypse. 
vision or illusion. So this stars uh, Dave Bautista. You might recognize him as uh, as Dave Bautista. Yeah, uh, t- top tier wrestler, tatted up, big daddy, bald, giant pumpkin for a head. Yeah, it's got he's got a lot of pack of franks on the side. Yeah, that's right. He's got Delicious. the wrinkles. He's yep, got he's the got wrinkles. The, uh, ball, ballpark franks. Yeah, he's got the the wrinkles on the top. He's trying uh, to wear giant uh, uh, Unabomber glasses, and uh, they just looked absolutely minuscule on that giant head. Yeah. I'm like, this dude's ripped, and he's like, you know, good for him, but I'm like, God damn it, that's a pumpkin. Yeah. Like, feel like he's got a big-ass head. Yeah, he does. The guy uh, big-ass head. Me. <laughs> me, me, pumpkin head. Me, me, I'm a pumpkin head. Uh, but he plays Leonard Brock, uh, which I thought was a phenomenal character in this. Uh, I liked how soft-spoken he was and gentle. Yep. Even though what they were like in like in turmoil with was like very visceral and yeah he seemed like, like the, the one who had his shit the most together yeah like like everyone else seemed like they could fly off the handle a little bit but he was just so calm and collected even yeah. though he was he was laying down like this is what's gonna happen yeah uh, if you don't do this you know? yeah uh and then we move on to jonathan groff uh who plays eric you might know recognize him from uh mine hunter very sad ending to that series as they pulled the plug on that. Yeah. And uh, but you might also re- re- remember him from uh, Hamilton. He was the he played uh, King George the Third, a very, a very uh, drooly. I didn't see it. You didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it. I heard it was bullshit. Just kidding. <laughs> I heard it sucked. I heard that Hamilton wasn't even a real person. Uh, but yeah, so he was also in Frozen 2. And uh, yeah, American Sniper, all that stuff. But uh, yeah. Uh, and also the Matrix Resurrections. But yeah, my hunter, Hamilton, Invincible. He was uh, the voice of Rick Sheridan. But uh, yeah. Who's the other guy? Ben Aldridge? Ben Aldridge, which I recognize him, but I couldn't quite pinpoint where I remembered his face from. As some show from 2008 called The Devil's Whore. Yeah, no. So he might just look, you know how like some people just look like somebody else? Yep. And you're like, I think that's that guy. And it's like, no, that's not the guy. All right, so he played Andrew, which uh, was uh, Eric's partner. Then we got uh, Nikki of... Uh, my eyes are all fucked up still. Nikki Armuka Bird. Um, Amuka Bird. Amuka Bird. Uh, Sabrina. Sabrina. That's right. And then uh, you might recognize him from. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter as Redmond. Uh, Rupert Grint, which I thought his character in this was um, great in the fact that he had to restrain himself, but like. In a like a weird way because like he was an asshole by nature, yeah. But like it was like he was on the path of a higher calling, and it was more of a like fucking I I gotta do this like even if I wouldn't do this as like a regular person like I don't want to be here, right? But like I have to do this and this fucking sucks, mm. but it is what it is. My only complaint with his character was uh, the really bad accent, the yeah. really like Boston accent. Yeah, yeah, was, that was a 
I forget what town he's supposed to be from. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, dude, come on. Better than this. Like, yeah, be British. <laughs> like, yeah, just <laughs> just be just be British, bro. Yeah. Just be. Uh, yeah. 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 So you played uh, Redmond, um, which his his character arc uh, was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah. It's something too where like I you know he he obviously is very famous from the area uh, movies. Yeah, I really thought that uh, like without spoiling too much, um, I thought this more with his character. Yeah, yeah. but I think because uh, he's uh, he's in another show that I think Ryan was uh, uh, telling me about, uh, and like uh, Ryan was surprised about how much uh, servant. And uh, how much he's been surprised with like his acting, which is kind of like the same deal with uh, what's his name, Ratcliffe. Yeah. And then I I, I say like just like uh, what's his fuck. Um, Good old what's his prick? What's his name there? <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like they made their bag at a young age. Yep. Doing yep. like just- like working through the machine, you know, like this crazy franchise, Twilight, Harry Potter, and then like. When they were like adults, like they they they've been sitting on a bag, the trust or whatever, and like, bro, if you had no care in the world of like, just make make crazy choices of movies yeah. that you want to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, give me, yeah, fuck it, dude. Swiss Army Man. I yeah, mean, just that alone. And then you look at uh, with with uh, Radcliffe there. Yeah. And then uh, you have uh, what was the other one? The, the like one of the first. PG thirteen horror movies that actually really creeped me out was uh, the Woman in Black. Yeah, and that was one of his too. And I'm just like, I didn't think I would like this as much as I yeah. do. And I think he even played a Nazi in some. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Something. And uh, you know, and then like Robert Pattinson with all those weird movies that he did. Yep. After that, and uh, you know, but then back to a franchise, securing the bag with Batman. Yeah, he was phenomenal. And he was that. You know, yeah. And uh, the lighthouse, which was another like Willem Dafoe masterclass, a twenty four movie, right? Yeah, uh, it's a masterclass in acting. Like how did he kept up as best he could? I thought with uh, Willem Dafoe, and it was like, you know, you out, you're 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 almost out crazying Willem Dafoe, and that guy is insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So like, but uh, yeah, Rupert Grant, like, and that's the thing, like. When you see certain characters that are like, you know, or actors that are like been like famous for a long time and you see them in like roles you don't normally see, like, you know, it can go either way. You know what I mean? And so this was good to see him that. And then obviously M. Night doing the Stan Lee thing, putting himself in every movie he's in, which is, you know, why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, he was an infomercial guy. But uh, all right. So. I remember. Kristen, don't don't forget when uh, Kristen. Is oh it yeah, Kristen Q. She Q? was awesome. She was. She was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and I think was this her like? She's very. On this may have been like, obviously it was an earlier on movie for her, but yeah, I mean, maybe even better first. I don't know. Let me see, uh, Kristen. Let me click on the on the internet here, dear internet. Please tell me. Please tell when. me when. When did when? When did when start when acting? Where? Uh, let's see here. Uh, when Kristen Q Q C U I. Uh huh. Um. All right. So, yeah. Calistar, don't give up. 
she's only been in like two things knock mm. at the cabin and then something called don't give up cow star music video oh that's it so uh shout out to her because i i was saying like this girl's gonna do some good things if she can oh, yeah, yeah. So. yeah that's exactly I, I i love that like when you see like a child actor and you're like holy shit this this person is knocking this shit out of the park right now like yeah time i saw millie bobby brown I was just like, holy shit, she's going to be acting for the rest of my life. I can tell you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, very believable. And, uh, you know, the, given the, the, uh, the source material. But uh, initially I uh, saw this in a, like a theater trailer. It was like a teaser or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and I was like, huh, M. Night? Batista? Because it was just, I think it was like a voiceover thing, and it was just like showing like the fucking thing, and then like, you know, they showed the people walking, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, and then it like, with the knock, I was like, knock at the cabin, and I was like, all right, cool. That looks kind of cool. Like the voiceover work mm-hmm. was like very serene, calm. It was kind of like a, making you accept you know what i mean and then uh thought it was fucking awesome yeah it was uh it was another one of those movies where i was not expecting too much like i'm not a huge dave batista fan like yeah. he's good enough you know like i i you know from what i've seen him acting wise you know like i yeah did you like him in uh, army of the dead um i don't even really remember that movie mm. I mean, I, I saw it. I just don't really like it's not one that like stuck with me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what I about, mean, what about Blade Runner? The I newest one. I haven't seen it. No, his monologue in there is fucking really. Yeah. Pretty much the only acting stuff I, I think I've seen is just the Guardian stuff. Yeah. Which he appreciates. Right. I saw in an interview uh, where he was talking about, um, you know, like, yeah, that that was fun and whatever and like good memories and all that stuff but like not a lot of road for me to express like my abilities well I'm glad I saw this because that shows me that there's more to him than what yeah. I've you know like uh because I thought he was fantastic in it um yeah I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to and that's the thing too is like I like a lot of M. Night stuff but yeah. not everything you know yeah yeah this yeah. was different. this wasn't the same kind of outcome that you would normally find yeah. in an M Night movie. Yeah, and I think um because I was talking to Ryan about this, uh and I think that if M Night gets work given to him and is he's not left to his own like devices, you know what I mean? Like his bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he gets a more cohesive output you know what i mean but if if it's just him he's like oh twist number one will happen you know 30 minutes before the movie finishes and then twist number two is gonna happen fucking 15 minutes after that right and then there's gonna be another twist and so technically there were some i guess twists Mm, yeah but i mean it's more just you know the, the story moving along and you're finding out things but yeah, it's not like 
I I really think someone could watch this movie not knowing that he directed it, and they wouldn't have been able to tell he directed it. Correct. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. good. Good thing. Yeah, because, I mean, once you, like, uh, everything starts unfolding and, you know, you, you get more of the story, and then you end up, like, putting the pieces together of, like, that it's, it, it is... It is like in a religious leaning, um, you know. There's like some biblical stuff, uh, you know. I don't know if, uh, I mean, people have probably seen it already. So, spoiler alert. But uh, when they, you know, you figure out, you know, because I kind of figured out towards the like, I want to say kind of like the middle of the movie when like people started moving and telling their stories and like, you know, like basically paying penance to you know what I mean because they were giving them choices like either you do this or like I have to shed blood mm-hmm. to keep the, the, the clock running you know what I mean um, and uh, you know it ends up being uh, the like the, the the four horsemen of the apocalypse Mm-hmm. And uh, all that stuff. I thought that that was so fucking cool, like, like personified in like a human aspect type of deal. Because like, you know, like it says vision or illusion. So it's like, you know, like when you think about it, it's four people never done. And like, even like the logical mind of, you know, the two guys are like, it's hive mind thinking. It's you know, it's a group of people that basically are in their own echo chamber. Like, none of this is real. But then, like, you know, they show them on TV. And then there's, like, oh, no, that's pre-recorded. You loaded that. All this shit. And it's like, no, this is happening. Right. Like, yeah, they're because they saw into the future kind of thing. and Yeah, they were getting. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, I, you know, I thought for that, like, the, as a plot device towards the end when the whole thing it's like basically like a sacrifice that he he did Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know I just felt like it was like like a thing and like when the daughter because I was trying to pinpoint like okay who does the daughter connect with more or like and I always felt like the oh, John, the Jonathan Groff character, Eric, mm-hmm. was like one of those people that he knew he could not be strong enough to, like, make that choice yeah. on his own. And I felt like um, he knew that uh, Andrew would be more strong in Spearhead, like making sure that the daughter was grew up. And like, you know, was, you know, basically like had a better life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then with him, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like he was out of, even though, because like he ended up becoming a believer, you know, for whatever other term. But um, I felt like ultimately like Andrew was kind of just like some because she was always on on the other guy i love you giving him hugs yeah and it was more like like she knew that the other guy loved her too but like it felt more like a 
a motherly love yeah. on that side, and then this was more of a stern love type of deal. So, right. and I think that that I don't know. I I like really connect connected with that because like it's like you know when like you see like in the zombie shows and the apocalypse like the soft people or like the people that are like are hesitant because they're trying to like make these huge decisions like end up dying right you know what i mean and it's like and but the people that are more like logical thinking are like boom like this is what we're gonna and like quicker with their decisions like fare a little better Mm -hmm. but you know at the end of the day tsunami came because that's the thing like apocalypse right end of the world tsunamis tidal waves fault lines that cannot sit still you know mm-hmm. like the tool song <laughs> uh these are i mean it's 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 in a book you know take a look you know reading rainbow um <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh so like the end of days type of deal so like believability right Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Y2K, the Mayan calendar, all the stuff that like people, some people have like readied for and like believe in and like the, the you know, the alien cult or the, the asteroid that has a spaceship at the fire tail of it. You know, it's coming to come get us and yeah. scoop us up, all that stuff. So like, you know, cult shit. Well, so like I can see like like being groups like that and like happening in real life of that on the the, the grouping side not like actual this has been going on forever yeah but, you know that's uh you know and they yeah. do the the whole leo from uh, once upon a time in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> see there it is there's a validation yeah a tsunami just wiped out all of fucking thailand or yeah you know, when, when I was like, one of my cousins who was older, uh, she had this was like in the 80s. She had thought like she had heard that the world was going to end and she was in a complete panic, calling the White House, asking where she could go to hide with her kids and all this other stuff. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, the effects of. Uh, yeah. Belief. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I get it. I mean, it's it obviously, you know, it, it kind of hits home. There's a lot of people that feel a lot of dread since the pandemic, since yeah. all of these, you know, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite. Your favorite? Is Leonard. Leonard. Uh, when he says, I'd like to do this part outside. Mm. And he goes and sits on the deck out back and he's just talking. Fucking... And he does what he does. I won't disclose it because I want you to watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was like a thing. Like, and that was another thing. He's the biggest in the room, the strongest. And uh, he was tasked with being like basically the Punisher mm-hmm. of like the group. You know what I mean? Because like when he initially fucking eviscerates the first one and you're just like what the fuck and then he just goes back like cartoons mm. cartoons for the 
for the little girl. It's like fuck Mr. Rogers, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> which I think that one of the guys does say that when he's like, I I'm gonna have, I have to turn the cartoons off, so I want you to watch. I want you to watch what's gonna happen since you said no. Mm. It's like thousands of people are about to die because you didn't make the decision. Yeah. And then the guy's just like, fuck you, that's pre-recorded. Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, M. Night, did you like old? I, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever got around to watching it, honestly. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. I should have ended like 15 minutes before it did. Oh, yeah? Because I had like four twists right at the end. It was like... You're like, oh shit, oh fuck. Spend your button this whole time, what? What? Holy shit. And then after I was like, come on, bro. Sit me down. And then like the final twist, you're like, no way. <laughs> what? World's made out of Muppets? I don't get it. No way. You mean they knew this whole time? So nothing matters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, I uh, recommend it. Go watch Damn. it. Uh, Dave Batista is Bay, as this, as the kids say, Bay. I don't know right. what that means. I like him a lot. He was good. Um, oh, he was great. He was he was definitely great. I'm glad. Just I mean, I thought everyone was great, but just mostly because of you know, I'm glad I saw it to see that there's more range to him than yeah. wrestling and being a blue guy or a green guy, which yeah. was in the fucking Guardians. I'm called. Yeah, it's my excuse. <laughs> uh, so it says here for a little trivia uh, Knock at the Cabin was shot on 35mm film oh really yeah to give it that old uh, 1990s thriller look huh that's cool yeah he says uh, and wicked expensive though I can't yeah. even imagine bro they're would... just throwing money at M. Night yeah that's true they're like will you make a good movie this time like, what a twist. That's <laughs> all I can think of is that robot chicken episode. <laughs> just like M. Night Shyamalan just keeps poking in. What a twist. Yeah. Like, uh, so it says here, uh, M. Night explained how he came to cast Dave Bautista. He said, I thought this is an impossible role. A giant who can emote and do 30 pages of monologues. This doesn't exist. This person doesn't exist. And then I was like, wait a minute. What about that guy in Blade Runner 2049? Uh, I don't know much about wrestling, so it wasn't like I had that in my head. And probably if I did, I might have been blinded to the fact that this person was an amazing actor. They said his name was Dave Batista, and I reached out, and then Dave reached back out to me. And then we met. And when I spoke to him, I found that he had an... Oh, when I spoke to him, I found a human being who was ready to start over again. Uh, to take away all the success that he had and, and unlearn it. And then start over. He just wanted to be proud of himself. And I was like, I'm down, brother. Let's do it the right way from beginning to end. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And I go, but I do. That's awesome. Yeah, and that goes back to what I said earlier about how he was like, you know, while I appreciate that I got the opportunity to make all this motherfucking money. Yeah. Now it's, now it's fuck you money. You're just like, I'm going to yeah. do what I'm going to do now. Yeah. Um, because he, oh, there was that other movie that he was in that I thought he was funny. He played like the caricature of like one of those like energy like gun nut guys. Oh like, yeah. Um, in that uh, the glass onion. They see the glass onion. That's the the 
the sequel or the sister sequel to uh, what's that other one? Uh, Knives Out. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Knives. I like I like Knives Out a lot. Yeah, so. Glass Onion was dope. Really? Okay. Yeah, and he was in that, and he was fucking hilarious. Fucking. Uh, yeah. So he's a he's a good actor. So. Cool. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it's it's good that you see like some of these dudes come from wrestling, where it's you know pretty. Not not to alienate myself, listening that loves wrestling, but I mean it's it's over the top. Like it's yeah. Oh, I mean, it's like it's when people say it's fake. I'm like it's it's scripted or you know right. like anything any kind of entertainment. There is a loose script, right? But like the athleticism is but not. They're, but they're but yeah. they're flying through the air for real. Yep. They're doing that, and the, yeah, they're still on top of that. They're having to deal with being a character as they're doing yeah. that. So yeah, but it's good to see, like you know, you see, you know, whatever you think of uh, the Rock, you know, it yeah. is is what it is. But yeah. you know, you see, there's been other people that have dabbled in other things, and that's pretty great. CM um, CM was in. Uh, I thought he was good in that. Uh, the girl from the third floor. Hmm. Uh, he played uh, like a new homeowner that was like plagued by. A haunted house, but the secrets that lay in those hallways bear it all. <laughs> uh, I recommend that one. Uh, all right, so there are seven knocks at the door when the horsemen officially present themselves in the film. According to the Book of Revelation, the end times will have a seven-year period of tribulation where there will be seven sealed scrolls presented to Jesus Christ upon Christ opening the fourth scroll. The horsemen are unleashed in a specific order. The first horseman, Conquest, rides a white horse. Leonard wore a white t-shirt and was the leader of the four. The second horseman, War, rides a red horse. Rory Redman wore a red shirt and had red hair and was very aggressive. Mm. The third is Famine on a black horse. Adrian wore dark clothing and had a passive and nervous personality. The last horseman is Death on a pale horse. Sabrina wore a pale yellow blouse that was furtive and desperate. But yeah, no, shout out to M. Night for making this and the guy writing it. Yeah, if I was going to say, like, that, that's the thing is it's I didn't realize it was based off a book. So, yeah, yeah Paul, it, that's something to check out. Yeah, Paul G. Tremblay. The so, Cabin at the End of the World. He's a author, American author and editor of horror, dark fantasy, and science fiction. Nice. Ah, uh, he was uh, raised in Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Yeah, he attended Providence College of uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah, he's a guy from around here. Nice. All right, so I'll wrap it up, right? I think that's enough for the cabins. All of them, every single cabin. Uh, yeah, and Yellowstone season four is uh, <laughs> opening <laughs> opening up right now. Uh, Kevin's uh, gonna start that up. Jellystone, yeah, uh, one is coming. Yeah, live action uh, Yogi the Bear movie. Hey, boo boo. Uh, well, I'm gonna do a live action uh, Grape Ape movie. Ooh, m- 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 what was that Magilla Gorilla? Yeah, yeah, Magilla Gorilla. Uh, or I uh, was it the? Uh, there was one show that had like a, a dune buggy that's that talked. Or let's do. Uh, I forget. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But. He would like. Yeah. Stuff. What about Jabber Jaws? Let's do a live action Jabber Jaws. There you go. Just a, a person doing a curly 
imitation from the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> thanks for always oh, rocking. Was, that was a curly imitation. <laughs> yeah, it was curly, curly as uh, as Zoidberg. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks uh, for hanging out. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can find us on all your favorite streaming apps. Make sure you follow us, subscribe, leave a rating, and let us know that you're tuning in. That's right. And uh, don't forget, you can follow us at That Strange Show on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, tell your friends about us and also Kevin's yeah. uh, Wicked our, Horror Show. Yeah, that's uh, live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time mm. on Facebook, on the Wicked Horror Show Facebook and Wicked Horror Show YouTube channel. Okay. Hope chat rooms where you can talk to our guests. Also part of Black and White Fright, uh, which is just, you know, we can talk about classic horror movies. I don't know what to say. I'm too new. 